Welcome to Good News, Bad News, the Libertarian Christian Roundtable, where every other week we challenge the status quo and give you the libertarian Christian analysis of what's happening in your world. Live from different parts of the United States, it's the Libertarian Roundtable with our host, Norman Horn. <laughs> Thanks, Matt. Good to be good to be back with you tonight. And uh, it is Thanksgiving week, folks, but we've had a lot of interesting things happening in the past couple of weeks. Uh, a couple, uh, two weeks ago, we led off with the Kyle Rittenhouse case, and we have big news on that. I mean, obviously, it's one of the biggest stories of the last week, and that is that Kyle Rittenhouse was indeed acquitted on all charges, uh, which is pretty remarkable. Uh, and of course, this has gotten a, a number of people in the left up in arms. Uh, and a number of people on the right have probably overemphasized just how important it really is, I suppose. But at the very least, what we are very happy to affirm is that this this young man uh, did indeed act in self-defense. It has been recognized by the jury of his peers. The man is going to be free. Uh, so that is that's great to see. And he's even gone on to have some interviews where he's actually like dissed on some of his former uh, attorneys which is pretty significant pretty because he basically accused them of, uh, of, you know, uh, allowing him Selling to him rot in, you know, in jail, not posting bail uh, so that they could raise more money on his behalf or supposedly on his behalf. Uh, right. th this is pretty wild when you think about it. What do you guys see in, in, you know, from your points of view on this whole topic? Cause this is, this is very strange. Uh, I mean, just from, from my point of view, it's been, a, it's been, wild to see the aftermath of this already uh and and just the the level of the level of vitriol and mm. uh and and just insanity that's coming out i mean from from the uh mis misuses of language to try and describe it uh to the to just the all the, the new revelations of what's coming out what do you guys think I would give you my opinion, but it's stuck in a container off the shore of California. <laughs> <laughs> That's for another segment. Hold on. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. You Until, know, I, uh, go ahead, Carrie. Well, I was just going to say, I think it's interesting because the thing that I have noticed, <clears throat> excuse me, the thing that I have noticed is that many people who thought, think, no thanks to the media, um, that the people that Rittenhouse shot were black or, you know, were peaceful. Like, you know, the number of people who are now going, oh, wow, I didn't actually know these facts. Like, how is yeah. it possible that I didn't know yeah. these things? Um, and so I, I think, number one, that's interesting to see that there are, in fact, people who are willing to correct themselves and say, oops, you know, we didn't know this. Um, on the other hand, stop watching it's corporate refreshing. media. Because <laughs> yeah, right. that's who fed yeah, you the According lies. to them, Kyle was going in just with his with a big gun, and these three guys came up to me like, Kyle, no, well, stop. And he was yeah. like, no, I'm not going to stop. And <laughs> one of the things that Kyle Rittenhouse said in his interview, I believe it was with Tucker Car Carlson, um, is that he supports Black Lives Matter. Yeah. Um, and I mean, that threw the the right for a loop. Like they were like, ah! <laughs> how, <laughs> you know? how dare we let him get acquitted now? Ah! Um, but one thing that I want to point out, um, and I did point out on, on Twitter, 
Um, I did find out, uh, and I forget where I heard this from, but it was it was one of the the I think it was one of the local news sources that was reporting on it. Um, the jury was comprised of a majority of women. It was seven women and five men. Oh. And I thought that was really interesting because uh, the the num the the people who are buying up the most guns over the past two years have been women. <laughs> Um, so I think it's interesting to point out that, uh, you know, not all women, uh, you know, carry the, the feminist banner or have this awkward idea of, of self-defense or, you know, let's sing Kumbaya. I think they really understand it. Um, and so I was pleased to see that, that that was the case. Um, I do have uh, gun sales here for 2021 majority women, uh, but they were all beat out by Ted Nugent. So, <laughs> <laughs> and they weren't all stuck on on crates out of the shore of California. No, no, they okay. were American made. So. Oh, got it. Okay. Well, and I I will say that there is um there's currently a case um and well I guess it's not really current I think it's in appeals process, but <clears throat> it's a woman who was uh, trafficked and she used a gun in self defense in order to free herself from her her trafficker and she is serving time for murder and it was in kenosha she's in kenosha so i think it's important to understand that you know probably the rittenhouse trial got the verdict that it did in part because of how publicized it was Mm -hmm. um i don't i'm not willing to say you know it's because he was male or anything like that um but there this isn't this isn't an open and shut case of, you know, lethal use of force and self-defense. There's another case in Kenosha where a woman is actually in prison for murdering her trafficker. Well, and it's interesting because I've seen similar sorts of things as well and, and had these things pointed out. And it's interesting that sometimes you even see those of more of the, shall we say, social justice contingent. They're like, well, this this woman's servant serving time and Kyle Rittenhouse got off like, well, that mm-hmm. doesn't seem just as like, but they seem to, they seem to have this belief that it's like, well, wait a sec, you know, Kyle Rittenhouse, uh, was, you know, he should be punished, but then these women shouldn't be. And right. instead, instead of getting on the side of like, great, he was freed. Now let's go farther. Yeah. And that's crazy to me. Well, <laughs> and I'll, I'll just add a perfect moment to get them free. Yeah, that's, that's exactly. Yes. And I think I think that this woman's lawyers are are trying to leverage yeah, the, get the Rittenhouse verdict. Yeah. The other the other court case that nobody heard about was uh, with I believe his first name is Andrew, but his last name is Coffee. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. The he, fourth, actually. He <laughs> is uh, he shot a cop in self defense who mm-hmm. uh, who. It was a SWAT team it? raid. Basically. It was a SWAT team. But and here's it, the thing say her name this was brianna taylor's boyfriend Mm -hmm. and the media did not report that this was brianna taylor's boyfriend who was acquitted of murder uh, i didn't know that was him yeah that was him (laughs) um no the media didn't say it they were like andrew coffee blah 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 um the but the other thing is that he's still going to serve time in prison because he illegally possessed the firearm that he legally used in self-defense um and that's that's just crazy but that was brianna taylor's boyfriend and the media is silent and i'm just like dude hashtag say her name that's what we heard all last year 
Yeah. Amazing. Well, so. what are, if, if anyone can get us information on how to help coffee, uh, it will be great because for it's just totally unfair to be 30 years in jail because you were uh, defending yourself. Right. Literally, Rightfully. you were carrying a gun yeah. so that you could defend yourself. Yeah. Yeah. And and used it legitimately. You, you know, that was le- yeah. a- it just sounds like, you know, modern cognitive dissonance where you can use it, but you can't have it. <laughs> well, that's that's certainly what what Binger, uh, the the prosecutor in the Rittenhouse trial, wanted to claim. Yeah. yeah, you've got a right to have this gun, but don't you dare use it. I mean, at one point, the other guy, I forget his name, was saying everybody should take a beating now and then. <laughs> like, okay, really? That's weird. <laughs> no. <laughs> Do you, well, would you like to have one after this? Sir? I know. Yeah, nice. <laughs> Do we need to accommodate that yeah. for you? Because because your prosecutorial argument is not that good. Yeah. Let's let's yeah. Get, let's let's uh, let's use it on you for a second. Maybe you'll get better. That kind of reminds me of Jim Carrey and Liar Liar and some of those things. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Oh man. Well, I do want to show one thing before we move on to the next topic, and that's that mm-hmm. uh, the best piece that I have seen on this was uh, Common Sense with Barry Weiss. Uh, Barry was the former New York Times columnist, and uh, definitely recommend that's Barry Weiss, Barry, B-A-R-I, Weiss, W-E-I-S-S dot substack dot com, and look for the media's verdict on Cal Rittenhouse. This is pretty remarkably written. Uh, it's very well done, and is the best piece that I've seen on this thus far. Heavily recommend this piece as a, as a great way of coming up to speed if you're not even there already. Uh, and then to learn more if you already are. So definitely recommend that piece as uh, something well worth your time. And we shared that in uh, the Weekend Insights uh, weekly column that I that I put out on uh, the Libertarian Christian Institute website. So check that out when you get a chance. Uh, so moving on from from the Rittenhouse case, there's a there's a, there's other weird weirdly named cities in the United States that have other things going on. Uh, Matt, tell us about what was it? What I can't even pronounce the name of this city. What's well, going just on? not too actually far from uh, Kenosha in Wisconsin is Waukesha, Wisconsin. Uh, and over the weekend, unfortunately, I mean, this is a very um, tragic story uh, and just how a good time with uh, with families and and uh, Christmas can go horribly wrong and absolutely terribly tragic uh, and just learned within the last hour, uh, the sixth person has passed away in uh, this uh, this tragedy, a gentleman by the name of Daryl Brooks, Jr., uh, age 39, which is, I'm 39 too, which it's one of those things that you just kind of see appear and corollary and just say, man, you went there and wow. Anyway, uh, he drove headlong into a parade in Waukesha, Wisconsin, injuring over 40 people uh, and now killing six. The uh, last one to uh, pass away was a uh, young boy by the name of uh, excuse me here. I want to get his name right. Uh, Jason, I'm sorry, Jackson Sparks. He's eight years old and it was just a, uh, absolute tragedy to, uh, to see him pass like this. The, uh, speculations on why Daryl Brooks, uh, would do this has been wild. Uh, his social media was not necessarily kind to, uh, people of all sorts. Uh, so what the actual motivation for him to do this was, is not yet clear probably may come clear as uh, as time goes on or at least we go into a uh, a trial 
but uh, he has been identified more than once, and so it seems like he's the one who is uh, at fault. Uh, so, yeah, this is just a real tragedy. Unfortunately, nothing funny about this, but it's something that our, uh, our our listeners and people watching this should definitely know about if they haven't heard about it already, because it seems like that this one may get buried in the uh, the news source, because unfortunately it just doesn't fit the narrative. Yeah. So that's where we're at with that one. That's, that is unfortunate. So we need to be paying attention to that and then uh, taking taking a look and, and praying for those families. Well, unfortunate to hear. And uh, but, you know, and, and I don't mean to, to keep on with a, a somewhat, um, dare I say, uh, sort of violent series of events. But we do have something else that uh, is uh, that has happened uh, that happened just today uh, on Tuesday, Tuesday morning which is the annual pardoning of turkeys by the U.S. standing president. And uh, I thought it was interesting because one thing that did come sometimes up. In, he sits, though. Not always standing. But. Well, okay. That is, that is true. Sometimes, sometimes he doesn't know whether he's sitting or standing. I was told in a but, comment last video that I was in that I should not try to interrupt with funny jokes. <laughs> well, that's funny. all right. We'll, we'll get there here and there. Boring from now on. So. <laughs> He'll be entirely boring. But I do want to share uh, this, this article that was on Reason. Uh, over the over today, uh, which was, of course, <clears throat> entitled Thousands Beg the President Joe Biden for Mercy as he pardons a couple of turkeys, uh, which is I thought was a, an unusual title. It's not generally something that you see as a as a corollary or some sort of uh, it, of, of announcement of the part the annual pardoning of turkeys. But uh, what did end up happening during the, pre the press conference at about the same time is that one Stephen Nelson of the New York Post asked the president if he would indeed be pardoning anybody else, any actual people, uh, as a as a uh, as as a Thanksgiving blessing, I suppose, uh, which he is, of course, Biden does have the power to do. And uh, of course, Biden then played it off as a joke, asking Nelson if he needed one. Uh, this was then followed up by a question to White House Press Secretary Jim Psaki, who also basically shrugged it off. And so there will not be any actual clemency for human beings who are serving time for uh, for victimless crimes or whatnot. Uh, and as we note here repeatedly at the Libertarian Christian, Christian Institute, you know, the war on drugs it, it only makes us dumber and is unjust to the extreme. And uh, it's unfortunate that this continues to be uh, to be the reality while uh, we joke around about how turkeys need to get pardoned on a yearly basis and actual people uh, don't get clemency at all. Right. Uh, so it only creates more crime. Yeah, that's right. So uh, we just I, I would definitely recommend this article. This is by Scott Shackford uh, published this morning and uh, on Tuesday morning. So take this take this as a, another kind of, you know, kind of a, a modicum of, of of sober reminder that while there are those of us who are who have, you know, we are going to be celebrating Thanksgiving with our families this week, and wonderfully so. It's a great time to be thankful, and it's a great thing that we do that uh, in, in the United States. That's great. Uh, but, you know, it, there are still going to be, there are, always, there are going to be people who are unjustly accused and unjustly uh, imprisoned as a result uh, of, the, of those unjust accusations. And uh, so that is, that is very unfortunate, but we want to kind of remind you of that. And then likewise, and if you're you know, this is going to be posted probably post Thanksgiving at this point. And, uh, and I'll also note that if you haven't seen it already, there will be a post up on Libertarian Christian News Institute website, which will be your annual reminder that communism kills and reminding us that it was the during uh, that. In fact, one of the uh, uh, I guess, it, you know, the one of the things that instigated the first Thanksgiving was the fact that they that the the uh, the people of 
Plymouth uh, plantation were thankful that they were actually becoming prosperous again after their experiment in communist ideas, essentially, uh, through their, at least in their economic system and, uh, and what they attempted to do uh, with what they thought was a biblical experiment. And uh, that's just so your annual reminder that, you know, communism is a bad idea. Not so like be thankful so are that you... the, the Calvinist Puritans found Jesus and yeah. capitalism. <laughs> yes, exactly. So, so are we saying didn't work? Are we saying that the the American colonists built back better before before oh, they, it was cold? Well, they certainly built back better than Biden. <laughs> and, uh, so they they figured they figured themselves out a lot faster. They, they didn't even That's build true. back. They they just built. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, it's my. I mean, understanding to be fair, they, they did build back. So <laughs> they, well, yeah. Well, it was anyway. it's. Why didn't they just dismantle the whole ship and build houses that way? Why'd they have to go through the process of cutting down lumber and trees and going through there? I'm just like, hey, look, a bunch of sawn hewn logs that we can use for houses. We're not going back to England, folks. Let's just use it. I, I don't have an answer for that, but uh, perhaps, perhaps uh, you know, you can ask Mr. Maybe Bradford our friend at, from at South the end America of days. Can help us. So. <laughs> Maybe oh, no, so. you're not from South America. You're from Mexico. I'm sorry. <laughs> Wow. He's from Monterey, <laughs> Texas. I thought you were from Mexico. <laughs> Didn't you move to El Salvador? You've it, missed the joke. Matthew's yeah. missed the joke. Yeah. It's actually so. a difficult joke. Is huh? It? it is actually a difficult joke. It so, is. is it? It's an inside joke. Well, yeah. but Matt, Matt may actually be trying to segue into our next segment, which is about <laughs> a Latin American country that is uh, that has uh, recently done some interesting work in promoting sound money yet again. What are you talking about? None other than El Salvador. Uh, tell oh. us what's been going on. Okay. So it's super complicated. So it is a good news super and bad news. Yeah. <laughs> so the easiest way to summarize is the Bukele, the president of El Salvador wants to create a city specifically for either Bitcoiners moving in to that city inside of El Salvador with no income tax and the seat now, but this is it's not a private city. I thought it was going to be private. Hmm. The the infrastructure is going to be maintained by a ten percent tax on sales, sales tax. Okay. Okay. So I'm not sure about property tax, but it could be also so. Uh, the Bukele administration are experts on being as unclear as humanity possibly can be. So. <laughs> Their expertise lies in that. In the level of specialization is tremendous. Like, so. <laughs> so it's very weird because it kind of sounds like they wanted to like do now just an area for Bitcoin mining, but it was no, 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 no. Actually, we want you guys to move. Uh, if you invest, let's say, a hundred thousand dollars in Bitcoin. You have the right to move into that city or to El Salvador in general, so on and so forth. So the big plan is, I it looks like he's creating this private city, private neighborhood um, for Bitcoiners in general, so that Bitcoiners finance the government of El Salvador that has officially junk bonds, which means their interest rate is gigantic, uh, well above 10%. And so they're offering Bitcoiners a bond for like a, well, 
bonds for a total of a billion dollars, that half of it is going to go into buying Bitcoin, and the other half is going to be to do whatever projects the government does. So it's going to finance government projects. It's not going to finance private development. So that's what I'm saying is it sounds like it's great on some side, but it's not yeah. nowhere near. You see what I'm saying is you, you almost had to... me there. I was I was almost telling my wife that we are going to have to learn Spanish to move <laughs> yeah. to El Salvador. Everybody was because they were like, hey, that's cool. It's like private city. And, no, no, no. It's not private. It's actually going to be the government. The, the, the federal government is going to be running it. And whatever expenditures are going to be paid with taxes inside there that are not income taxes are just, it looks like it's sales taxes that happen inside of that city or that. Um, so there's also going to be, it looks like in the same place, it's going to be mining. Uh, now, do we know where it, in El Salvador this is going to be? If I'm, it's for sure going to be, as far as I understand, it's for sure going to be somewhere close one of the volcanoes because that's kind of like the oh yeah, they, they want a geothermal energy that whole geothermal. sucker so yeah it is oh, it's they, very close they, they don't want to hollow out an active volcano and turn it into an evil paradise <laughs> <laughs> so there's lots of good stuff it sounds really good uh but obviously there's going to be a lot of for example for the people that are not too trustworthy of tether tether it's extremely embedded into the project it's it's a stable coin, which for everyone, uh, the simplest way to see it, it's a it's it's a it's a it's a crypto that follows the, the U.S. dollar, so that when you have Bitcoin and you don't want to deal with the volatility for a while, you swap it to Tether and other stable coins. By the way, so um, I think in the private sector that is that is fine. Some people like that kind of stability. Some people like to absorb volatility. Now, the problem is that since the government is getting involved, you're talking about people's taxes in the background supporting this system. That's where I'm like, I, I'm completely awkward. in favor of the free market. Yeah. I think that's some, that's exactly the... So, because, for example, you, so you guys know that, to keep it simple, a typical private bank that provides some type of tokens or liabilities to be used as money would have in their investments or assets compared to the liabilities 70% will be will be tokens or debts and then the other will be equity which will be the the owner's own money these guys have 0.03% of their own money invested in tether and the rest of their liabilities is just pure dollar to, uh, dollar tokens mm -hmm. it's very very kind of risky it's very strongly backed by the exchanges. I'm, we, I'm, we're perfectly okay with that, but the problem is that you have Salvadorian tax money involved in it because this is for... Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So there's some good sides to it, and then some other sides are like... Oh, sketchy as heck, yeah. Sketchy as heck. And one of the big things is that those bonds, kind of cool thing about it is that they're going to be tokens. They're not going to be typical bonds. So you have to oh, buy really? them in... You have to buy them in exchanges in in type of crypto exchanges. You're not going to buy them at, you know, Wall Street. So are they going to be on, uh, so this, I actually don't, don't know this. Is it going to be on like the uh, an Ethereum start, smart contract sort of thing? Or is that going to be some Blockstream, other blockchain? Blockstream, okay. is, Blockstream right. is the name of the of the platform. Which will yeah, be that's another that's smart contract platform. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. So it, it it has that kind of, I mean, for an economist, I, I'm fascinated because that, that's a real life experiment and we're going to yeah. be writing about it forever. Is just the serious concern is that since the government is involved, what's backing the whole thing, it's 
Salvadorians taxpayers. And that's mm-hmm. where I'm always like, you guys have to be very careful because if it works out fine, not a problem. Yeah. But if it doesn't it's a work out big fine, double down bet, essentially. Yeah. Exactly. So for example, since since the um the the national debt of El Salvador is really high mm-hmm. and the interests are gigantic, which means the bonds are officially junk. Yeah. Let's say 10 something that those tokens, their bonds, they're gonna pay you a month, I'm sorry, a year, somewhere around six percent. And yeah. if Bitcoin appreciates, you're gonna get a little dividend. Yeah. Because it's backed by Bitcoin. Right. If it doesn't, the you you're not gonna lose officially. You're still gonna get that six percent. So it has a, a, sure. a good up and um, it's a good deal as long as the investment that the Salvadoran off. government the, does. Yeah. So as long as the city, off. as long as the city does well in the end, then it ends up pay, probably paying off. Otherwise, it's a disaster. But because it's not gonna be only in the city. I mean, that infrastructure that that yeah. half of a million dollars, half of a billion dollars that is going, that's not going to go into Bitcoin, is going to be spent on on whatever project yeah. the government of El Salvador yeah. wants. So, no, no, what no, are never those projects? underestimate the powers of a politician to screw something up. So and, uh, that's, that's exactly and that's the concern, concern right? <laughs> yeah, it's not a bad idea. It's just that the implementation is going to be like uh, just so you guys know that there's a lot of problems with the implementation with Bitcoin. Mm-hmm. Um, Mm, the main app they're using is what they call Chivo Wallet. And it's not really Bitcoin per se. It's really just like a little, it's it, it's like a, it's, it's a bank that has an app. Yeah, It's a government bank that has an app at the end of the day that lets you buy Bitcoin. It's so strange because the whole point around cryptocurrencies, one was the technology, but two was the decentralization of currency. But yep. then this is like centralizing something that is innately decentralized. So... How well, is, how that plays out feels wrong. The more that we the more that we see Bitcoin being adopted broadly, even by governments, it. I mean, part, keep in mind that part of the way in which governments are able to act so irresponsibly is when they are able to fund everything that they do with whatever with it with right. the money that they can print it on demand. Essentially, people governments become more. And I'm going to say, broadly speaking, conservative in the way that they use their funds when they don't have the ability to just, you know, like, well, they 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 have a limitation on how much they can tax. Realistically, you know, they it can be a lot. You know, for instance, it can be a lot higher in the U.S. than it is now, but they can't do everything, right? But when you can fund it through debt, and when you can fund it through printing of new money, then that leaves massive floodgates opened. For, for funny business, right? So it's interesting to kind of note that the more that Bitcoin kind of entrenches itself here, it kind of does incentivize better management. And even though we oppose the state in this regard, even so, it'll be interesting to see that how certain policies that may end up on the, on the, in the short and in mid, in midterm being better than otherwise would have been possible, uh, could come to could come to the forefront. I think that's kind of the most interesting thing about this. And it's and I'm not the first person who's noted this. I'm actually kind of parroting the words of, of folks like Balaji Srinivasan, uh, you know, and and various other kind of Bitcoin thinkers out there who who kind of are connecting these pieces of uh, of kind of government as operating system uh, with with uh, with with the sound money principles at times. So anyway. I always wanted to game out an idea where. You could have a governmental authority issue a currency, but they couldn't spend it. <laughs> you know what I mean? See what that would be like. That would be. Well, it is possible. 
Yeah. It is perfectly possible. I don't see why not. I'm just, I would one day like to game that out and see what that, yeah. that would Maybe be like. not probably. Write that paper, publish it. You can do it. <laughs> I believe in you, Matt. All right. Well, that is going to con conclude this week's edition of Good News, Bad News, Libertarian Christian Roundtable. I will remind everybody to please like the video, subscribe, and do all those nice things that everybody asks you to do at the end of every video. You know what they are. And then make sure and come and visit us at libertarianchristians.com. Send us email at, uh, at contact at, via the contact at, or libertarianchristians.com slash contact. And if you have a question you want to ask, let us know. We'll try to see if we can answer it for you. And until next time, uh, we will see you all later. And hey, yeah, have a good one. And happy Thanksgiving to everybody. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. <laughs>